Today on Gamerhead Radio, it's me and I've got Bizarro Mike here in the studio and we're going to cover some news stories from the week because, well, that's better than nothing. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am your Technotronicorn, Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Uh, due to uh, sort of situations, I am going to be filling in as host for the week, which is going to be interesting because I'm I'm uh, not really sure. Blah, blah, blah. I can't talk. This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you know, uh, Goat is currently out on tour, and uh, Mike uh, had some personal business that he had to take care of tonight. So uh, filling in at the literally the very last minute here is, uh, is uh, you might remember him from previous show, is I've got Bizarro Mike here in the room. Bizarro here to save the day. Yeah, the, the less rambling guy of the two of us at the moment. Yes, well, I'm um, currently not, uh, you know, not quite uh, used to this particular uh, set of responsibilities. Normally I, I do the tech side of things, not the host side of things. And so this is, uh, this is a little bit weird for me, but well... We're, we're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. I, I have faith. I have faith in you, too. I we have, can make this happen. I have, I have faith most, mostly in you. I'm not so sure about me. Uh, <laughs> oh, then this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> hey, disasters make for good ratings, so uh, at least there's that. So, um, uh, coming out in video games this week, well, um, if, you're, if you are a bro or know a bro or have anything to do with bros, or maybe you're just a competitive uh, first-person shooter player... Um, Ooh, let me guess. Yes, Call of Duty. Hey, you're a good ah! guesser. <laughs> Call of Duty Advanced Warfare comes out this week for PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC. Not the Wii U. Aww. Um, and that's coming out on uh, Monday, which I think you only actually get it if you get in on that Day Zero edition. I think for, if you don't pre-order it and do that, I think you get it on Tuesday with everybody else, I believe is the case there. Um, also coming out on Tuesday, we've got Bioshock Infinite, the complete edition for PS3 and 360, which I didn't even know was a thing until I read this article five minutes ago, um, which I presume is just the game and all the DLC. Um, also we've got uh, Walking Dead Season 2 coming out for the Vita. Uh, looks like a retail copy of Wolf Among Us coming out for PlayStation 3, 4, Vita, 360, and Xbox One. And also the Disney Infinity Toy Box 2.0 for all those platforms in addition to the Wii and Wii U. So, hooray that the Wii U is on the board this week. It's about time. They needed something to help them catch up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, what have you been playing this week? Uh, this week I've been pretty much back into my old school games. I haven't played anything new. I went through a run on Link to the Past where I only killed enemies that were necessary to continue. Oh, okay. So, just kind of, kind of butting around with whatever I could get my hands on. Um... As well as some Binding of Isaac. I've been playing a lot of that recently. And, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a boring week for games for me. I think I, think I may have picked up Binding of Isaac on, um, in a Humble Bundle recently. Oh, really great game. Um, okay, so what, what, I, I, I've, I'm slightly aware of the game, but tell me about it. What kind of game is that? Uh, it's a top-down roguelike game. Okay. Um, it, it kind of plays and looks similar to one of the older Zelda games. Um, the, the concept of the game is... You're a kid, your mother has gone 
crazy Christian and is trying to kill you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and the whole goal of the game is to escape and fight back. You go through, there's um, random generated everything, all the rooms, all the enemies in the rooms, everything like that. There's... Uh, I think the maps and everything are random. Maps okay. are all, every time you play, everything's different. Okay. There's like 200 different items in the game that you can get, all different power-ups, and you just hope for the best and try to beat it. Okay. It's one of those games where you could probably get through the entire thing beginning to end in an hour. Oh, and, that's uh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's not very long, but uh, I mean, it's uh, the replayability is very high because every run's gotcha. different. And okay. It's awfully hard um, to start off with. It, there's a, a pretty decent level of... Uh, Difficulty curve. The way you're describing it, it reminds me a lot of Spelunky. You ever play that? Spelunky, I've seen some people play, but I haven't played Spelunky myself. Okay, it's it sounds um a, a lot of the same things you just said, except it's um it's a it's a it's a side it's a side view, not a yeah. top down. Um, yeah. but it's randomly generated enemies can get very hard. Um, so on and so forth. Yeah, I would but, say uh, that they're very similar okay. in execution, just not in play style. Okay, cool. Anything else? Yeah, that's. Uh, Pretty much been it I could think of right now. I know that you had mentioned before the show started that you um you were interested in getting in on the um the Evolve um Alpha I think it is. Oh yeah, but um but you weren't able to. But you were looking at some screenshots and some other stuff about that that uh, is piquing your interest. You were saying uh, Evolve's been piquing my interest from day one. Okay, I'm super. <laughs> I think you talked about, about it when it. you were here previously. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Alpha hit, and I'm not sure exactly what it's on Steam for. They they combined it. I'm thinking it's XCOM, but don't quote me on that. Okay. But everyone that has XCOM, that's what I'm going to think it is, I'm going to stick with it, um, was able to get the alpha version of Evolve. Okay. So a lot of people started streaming it this weekend. A lot of people started talking about it, and I've seen a lot of play. And just every time I see it more and more, it just looks more and more interesting to me. I really, it's going to be my next big ticket item. It's Okay. The only next game I'm getting the release date. Were you a big Left 4 Dead player? Oh yeah. Okay. So you think it's gonna kind of touch on those same that, that same playability funness factor for you? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. I'm I'm super excited. I just remembered I also did pick up uh, Garden Warfare this past week. Oh, the yeah yeah. The Plants vs Zombies yeah. first person shooter. I haven't I haven't tried that out. How do you like that? I did put in I put in probably about ten hours into it already. Okay. Um and. Uh, it's it's pretty fun for a shooter. I mean, it's you know more casual shooter. Sure. What we're gonna have to say. Is it's... there any like first person campaign to it, or is it all just like arena multiplayer stuff? I uh, I haven't actually looked that much into it. Every oh, okay. time I played was with friends. Oh, so okay. all we so did was you... the okay. multiplayer. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. But uh, there's there's two modes of multiplayer, like a versus everybody, and then there's a versus AI. Okay. So there's like a, a horde mode, as you know what it was kind of called. Right, right, right. Um, kind of right. thing. So the two different modes are pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, and definitely more of a casual shooter not not very hardcore but Sounds still some right. complexity to it okay nice very cool yeah. what have you been up to um i've uh, with the time that i've had i've been putting into child of light um i'm uh, i'm i'm I, I you know basically what i've said about the game on uh, on previous episodes is is all i could still say about it um it's you know it's just a gorgeous you know it's a it's a newbie art game and if you know what that means you know what that means mm-hmm. um and um the uh I'm I'm appreciating some of the humor in it. Like I'm starting to encounter more characters. Um, this um, w- one of the characters that you encounter. So so I don't know if you know this about the game, but everybody speaks in rhyme in in, in prose, and so it's um, but they're all very aware of it. And so there's one character. Um, her name is Rubella. She's actually the first person you add to your party. Um, she like doesn't get it, I guess. So they'll um they'll uh you know she'll be saying something and then you know she, whatever she's saying will will suppose you can tell it was supposed to end with a very obvious rhyme 
but she won't use that whatever that word is that rhymes with it. She'll say something that's just a synonym, but is different. And then the other characters will come in and be like, um, I think you mean this other word. Like they, they very much are aware of the fact that they're they th almost like they're supposed to be speaking around, but it's done in like a comical way. Like it, it's funny. So it's, it's amusing just to go through the dialogue and everything. It's all, um, uh, it's all text based. There's no uh, voice acting or anything. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, unfortunately that's all the time I've had, uh, this last week. I took a very much needed, uh, vacation this last weekend, which is usually when I get my gaming done. So the fact that I was able to get anything over the week is an accomplishment for me <laughs> in and of itself. But, um, but yeah, I'm, uh, um, I'm enjoying child of light. And at some point I'm going to, um, get back and finish South Park, uh, stick of truth. Yeah, that's the, that's the next game that is in my queue that I've actually started and haven't finished yet. Actually, put a couple hours into that game myself. The, oh, okay. Yeah. How, how are you liking it so far? It's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's South Park. It's yeah, yeah. There's not much else you could say about it other right. than yes. <laughs> <laughs> you either like South Park or you don't. If you do like South Park, you have to play this game. Is always what it comes down to. Uh, at least that's my take on it. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So uh, that's what we did this week in gaming. Let's see what the industry did this week. <laughs> number five um believe it or not just in case you weren't aware team fortress 2 is still going on strong to the point where it got some new content this last week and um they've uh some might say that they've jumped the shark because this new update basically includes kart racing and by basically i mean it includes kart racing <laughs> in one of the levels it's like I, I watched a short video of it it looks like it basically takes place in a fun house and you're in i'm not sure what's happening but uh but yeah, so Team Fortress 2 is still going on strong. I'm kind of... I mean, I am, and I'm not surprised about that. I mean, it's Valve. Exactly, which is where the not yeah, surprised about there's, that there's comes really no surprise, But there is a slight surprise that they decided to go with kart racing. Well, I, I, I feel like, like... Like I say, I, it, it, some people are... You know, people who are not... Uh, again, just like South Park with kart racing, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, but you can love <laughs> kart racing. I love Mario Kart. There's no way I'm going to play Team Fortress 2 kart racing. Well, but, okay, I can understand that you wouldn't buy Team Fortress 2 for the kart racing. But if you had Team Fortress 2 already and were playing it, being a kart race fan, you would probably enjoy the kart racing, let's be honest. Uh, personally, okay. I, okay. it's one of those, like, if I'm going to buy, like, uh, I, I, the Rage game. Do you remember that game at all? Um, yes, yes, yes. The first person shooter, very nice game, mm -hmm. everything put together very well. And then they, like, they throw in, you have to do these races. I'm like, that was the worst part of the game. Right. They made you do races. Right, right, right. And that just makes it terrible. If you're going to throw in a racing aspect to a game, just make a racing game. Don't, don't half-ass it and just kind of put in something else to fill up space. That's... that's my opinion. I mean, I know that Valve's not quite doing that. They already have something solid. They're adding something extra. Right, right, right. If that's not your forte, why why even attempt it? I can understand that. Um, but kart racing wasn't the only thing. It also got some uh, some uh, mid match effects like shrinking and the level filling up with water and some new items like a necro crusher hammer and uh, of course ghosts because Halloween. Um, hmm. So why not? Um, but uh, yeah, so Team Fortress Two still very much a thing, and um, again Valve. So I mean, well, really, yeah. there's not a lot of surprise here. Um, but yeah. Uh, coming at number four, uh, if you haven't heard, the Xbox One is getting its second price cut of the year um, for at least through January uh, 2nd or 3rd, I believe 3rd. 
Um, the um, bundles are going to be available starting at $349. So we'll just say $350 because that's what it really means. Uh, so starting on November 2nd, which is uh, today, so definitely by the time that you hear this uh, podcast, you'll be able to get the Assassin's Creed Xbox One bundle for $349, which comes with um, a copy of Assassin's Creed uh, 4 Black Flag in the box, as well as a code to uh, be able to pre-install and uh, download and pre-install Assassin's Creed Unity and be able to play it uh, when it becomes available on the 11th. Yes. Um, a, uh, another, uh, another bundle is uh, for $349. You'll be able to get the, the special white version of the Xbox One along with a copy of Sunset Overdrive. And then, of course, on uh, Tuesday, or uh, Monday, depending on if you pre-ordered or not, you'll be able to get the limited edition Call of Duty Advanced Warfare bundle for $449 um, because it has a one terabyte hard drive instead of the standard um, 500 gig hard drive. So hooray for that. Also, that one is a custom, uh, custom uh, paint job on both the console and controller. It's kind of cool looking. Um, have you have you seen have you seen the design on this one? No, I'm not. It's uh, it's kind of snazzy. I'll blow that up for you so you can see it. It's kind of like two-tone grayscale with like some orange accents and things like that. I mean, yeah, like yeah. it's kind of snazzy. If if I hadn't bought an Xbox One yet, uh, well, yeah, Mike, you don't have an Xbox One yet. So let me ask you: Would you get if you had your choice right now? Would you get the plain black, the white, or the uh, Call of Duty skinned one? What what do you like there? Uh, I, I'm a fan of the white. Okay. Personally, uh, the Call of Duty. The only interest that would come with me is the ever the extra space. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, a... I mean, if if all of the extra space was inside all three of them, I would definitely get the white one. No questions asked. Right. Yeah, I can definitely uh, definitely understand and agree with that. Um, but yeah, so the um, but I, th- I think the most interesting part of the story is that again, even though it's for a limited time, air quotes. Um, that uh you know the xbox one is getting its second price cut in a year um and so it's now coming in 50 dollars under what you can get a playstation 4 for as well as basically being the same price now as a lot of wii u bundles um not the wii u console just by itself of course but um yeah still i mean they're really getting competitive with the price here does this mean microsoft is just getting super competitive or are they in trouble what do you think I think they're just getting super competitive. Do you really think Microsoft is going to be in trouble? Well, uh, now, I, I, I mean, not as a company, but I mean, oh, yeah. but, but the Xbox One, you know, the Xbox division. I mean, like analysts and um, and industry folks for a while, and investors have been wanting Microsoft to spin off Xbox for a while now because they don't think it's a profitable venture. So, um, you know, the uh, it took you know it took it took the you know the Xbox original Xbox. You know, it um, was not super profitable just because of, like, the hardware and everything that they put into it. I mean, of course, at the end, it became better, you know, once the prices dropped and everything. But um, mm-hmm. the, the 360 was the same thing. They, you know, I mean, to be clear, consoles are never money makers when they first come out. They, they pretty much are always sold as loss leaders to get people in and buy the games and digital content and things like that. Long-term investments. Exactly. Um, you know, so to say that the Xbox One is not making them money is nothing out of the ordinary. I'm sure the, the PlayStation consoles are in the same boat. Um, but I don't know. I just, I mean, this is an unusual move. And so it, uh, it definitely made me raise an eyebrow when I saw the story. Yeah, I agree. That's, it definitely seems a little early to have the second price drop. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as how their view goes, I think it's going to help sell more. I mean, there's still a lot of talk that 
PlayStation 4 is the video game console. Xbox One is the multimedia center. Right. Which is true. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. Um, as an Xbox One owner and fan, as previous listeners of previous episodes will know, um, I mean, I, I will not contest at all that games tend to, from a technical standpoint, at the very least, speaking in just terms of raw frame rate and whatever, run better on the PlayStation 4 because it, um, it, it's more attuned to not having you know extra stuff going on and things like that, like... You know, we've talked about the extra processing power that re- was reserved for the Connect, uh, the Connect Two sensor or the Connect One sensor, depending on what you want to call it, um, and um, and and so on. So you know, it's uh, you know, I, I definitely don't dispute that at all. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, personally, again, as an Xbox One fan and kind of general, I mean, it's like I'm not a Microsoft fanboy by any means, but I mean, like I do hope the company does well because I use a ton of their stuff. So as an IT guy at the very least, it's, um, I mean, like, like, like we just said, the Xbox division and Windows division are completely unrelated. If one has trouble, it's not going to affect the other really. But, um, right. You know, the, uh, the other kind of sort of not really at all tied into this other than the fact that, um, you can use the app on there is, um, you know, just, just another example of Microsoft just getting super competitive with price. Um, their OneDrive service, um, which is essentially their Dropbox clone, um, online storage space. Um, if uh, if you are a subscriber to their Office 365 subscription, which is basically their new model of uh, trying to sell Office, instead of going out and buying a copy of Office for starting at 100 bucks, you can basically sign up for starting at 7.99 a month as a subscription, um, depending on and for the single, and then it's, nine, it's 10 bucks, maybe 15 dollars for the family. Uh, so you can use it on multiple computers with multiple logins. But if you have a 365 subscription now, you now have literally, not not like figuratively, but apparently literally, OneDrive storage space, hmm. which is, um, I mean, kind of unheard of in this sort of thing. You know, we, we're definitely in the living in the age of charge by gigabyte when it comes to bandwidth, when it comes to like online storage lockers and things like this. And so having them go unlimited storage, I mean, like, that kind of relates to the Xbox One in as much as um, I, I believe that when you're saving, like, game clips and things like that, you can upload them to OneDrive to offload them. Well, now you literally have all the storage space you could ever possibly need for your game clips and things like that, so. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, Microsoft on several fronts is, is as we've said, getting just really competitive with price, and um, I just, I hope, I hope it doesn't bode poorly for them, I guess is all. I don't see how it could. I mean, and unless they're taking such a loss from the consoles now, but yeah, if they're taking that much of a loss, I don't think they drop it that much. I mean, they're still making sales, as far as I know. Right. So yeah, that's. I hope you're right. I hope um, you know. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, good news. If anybody's been on the fence about buying Xbox One, now you've got even more of a reason to do so. Fifty bucks cheaper and comes with a game. So. It's a, it's a pretty, win-win. Pretty, yeah, pretty good deal. All right, so coming at number three, uh, the PlayStation 4's version 2.0 update is out. And uh, word to the wise, don't use rest mode, at least uh, until they patch it. Um, the, uh, the update apparently has uh, brought with it a uh, handful of uh, various issues here and there, but most specifically, um, rest mode, which is apparently um, the, uh, the mode where the console basically goes into sleep so it can be woken up quicker as opposed to being completely powered on from cold. Um, is not working correctly, and there are several reports out there of people having to completely um, like hard reset their console to get it to power up, which is the equivalent of having a frozen computer and holding the power button down to get it to turn off, and then getting it—you know—they're just pressing it to turn it back on from cold, which you're only supposed to do in the last case scenario because 
you very much run the risk of uh, screwing up with system files and things like that. So yeah, just not good stuff happens when you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, I mean, it's usually okay, um, but uh, you're definitely rolling the dice when you do that. Um, so don't taste the risk and don't use rest. Yeah, at least until they patch it. Um, just never use rest. I mean, obviously, until they patch it. But <laughs> as a personal standpoint, I think rest is a disaster waiting to happen. Okay, all right. You 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 heard it here first, I guess, maybe? You get a power outage, you get something happening, rest mode can really hurt stuff, man. That, that's just personal experience and one bad moment. You, but going on. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you sound like you're speaking from actual <laughs> personal experience here. Don't worry about me. You talk about I'm, you. I'm I, concerned. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Give me a moment. <laughs> No, you we, do no. your story. I'll be back. Mike, no, we are here for you. What, I, share your pain with us. What happened? Oh, yeah, just like PC that was in standby mode that shut down and wiped everything. And, yeah. Lost some files. Lost everything. Lost everything. Everything. I, I mean, I had a backup file, so by lost everything, I mean lost everything for the past two months. So it wasn't awful, uh. but... Yeah, been a lot better. no, I've I've lost my fair share of data over the years, so I can definitely relate. No, um, I never used my standby mode on PC. No, okay, things getting shut down if I'm not using it. Well, given an experience like that, I certainly do not blame you. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. So, uh, you guys heard it from Mike. Don't use rest mode because it's almost guaranteed the bad things will happen to you at some point. Just mm. probability at that point, but uh, but yeah. Someone out there will have something bad happen to them at some point somewhere, probably related to some technology. If not, I mean, there's tons of bad things that can happen. I believe that that statement is... It's accurate. It's 100% accurate. (laughs) Statistically, somebody (laughs) out there is going to have something bad happen. (laughs) That's probably... That's definitely true. Who am I kidding? (laughs) (laughs) That was a tangent. Let's get back to the story. Uh, Yeah, so for, for the time being... Just shut your PlayStation 4 all the way down just to prevent any badness from happening. Scrumming number two, a little bit of uh, Nintendo news here. Speaking uh, a couple stories ago about uh, consoles and profit and whatnot, um, it looks like Nintendo might finally be turning things around. Um, According to Reuters, uh, Nintendo has revealed that it has turned a 9.3 billion yen, which translates to about $86.1 million operating profit during the period starting in July and ending in September. Hooray! This is especially notable because analysts were expecting a 3.7 billion yen loss. So they did uh, 13 billion yen better than the analysts were expecting. So uh, that's pretty awesome for Nintendo. About time. Um, it's uh, it's uh, basically mostly being attributed to, um, uh, to uh, Mario Kart sales and Smash Brothers pre-orders. Um, so, um, Two huge games. Go figure, Nintendo finally puts out the games that fans want, and they make lots of money. It's funny how that works. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but, uh, and uh, Nintendo is celebrating with their uh, newfound amazing profitability by coming out with some wacky gizmo that's going to monitor how you sleep. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah, that, that's how Nintendo works. Uh, so this is um, developed with a US-based ResMed. Uh, Nintendo is working on a new quality-of-life platform that uses sensors and the cloud to monitor people's lifestyles. Um, uh, for example, the non-wearable uh, quality-of-life sensor can be placed next to a user's bed, uh, is able to monitor the user's sleep, and help people develop better sleeping habits. 
Uh, the sensor might be available through a subscription, depending on how Nintendo decides to roll it out, which awesome, because subscriptions are great. I say sarcastically. Um, they've uh, already developed the world's first contactless sleep sensor, which um, I take issue with that because there's a couple apps that basically can do sleep monitoring. And there's a, a yeah, there's yeah, there's some apps that can do that. So I'm not entirely sure that statement's accurate. I, I, I should say I'm, I'm pretty much reading Kotaku's article by Brian Ashcraft uh, verbatim here. So credit for this reporting goes to uh, Kotaku. Um, uh, this isn't Nintendo's first entry into health-related goods uh, as Wii Sports, of course, and Wii Fit are proof of that, as well as the Wii Vitality Sensor, which I keep forgetting was um, announced. And then there's that pedometer that they also put out that I keep forgetting was is actually exists. Um, but well, they've yeah. had pedometers for years. I'm sorry. They've had pedometers for years. Um, I had a Pikachu pedometer back when you know Pokemon oh, Red came out. Right, 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 yeah, right. Nothing fancy, okay. but they've been doing that for years. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, no, it was Pokemon Yellow because the pedometer would do something with the game. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that now. And then, um, yeah, Nintendo. Sometimes, I mean, like Nintendo, I think is like the king of at least the surviving console makers of like the goofy like console add-ons like the Game Boy camera and printer and stuff like that and it's just like world's first selfies that's oh god Nintendo <laughs> invented the selfie <laughs> that's horrible I can't believe oh man oh, I think we have an episode title <laughs> damn it Nintendo <laughs> um huh. So yeah, now Nintendo wants to track your sleep for some reason. They um, want to keep their uh, gamers alive. Well, yes, because they although, noticed uh, I stopped using the pedometer and I've gotten fat, <laughs> so now they want to make sure that my heart is okay. Well, since you stopped using the pedometer and you're Got fat, but, yeah. oh, okay, that um, I, I feel weird saying that. Um, no, no, it's okay. Would, would you say that you're that you've slowed down in purchasing Nintendo games? No. Oh, well then, there goes my theory. <laughs> they just want to make sure that I keep playing them, that's okay. all. That I don't, you know, kill over in the next year or two and don't buy any more ever. A valid, valid point. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I imagine that this will fit into Nintendo's whole... It, it sounds like they want to do some more with like their whole, their whole Wii Fit thing. I mean, they, they keep on trying to tap into this whole fitness thing. And, um, I mean, the, the, the balance board was... Meh. You know the, the the vitality sensor, which for those of you who don't remember, was uh, supposed to be a um, attachment that snapped onto the bottom of a wee nunchuck that you clipped onto your finger, and it would monitor like your pulse, your skin response, and like your sweat and things like that. To, to so like for example, if you were playing like a horror game because there's so many of those on the Wii, it would detect how scared you were. There was like two. Exactly. <laughs> I can think of one, and that's that's it. I can think of Mad World, and I can think of um, which wasn't really a horror game, but I mean, like it was, whatever. Um, There was the Silent Hill game, the I think Broken Memories or Broken Shadow, something like that. And I think that there were, I know there was some Resident that like Code Veronica was on GameCube. I don't really count those ones as horror games anymore. They wanted to be, yeah, (laughs) but. but yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, but that, you know, that's just an example of what somebody could have done with it, or I suppose it could have been like a lie detector, probably, if somebody could have used it as like, like a, not a, you know, whatever, like some sort of game mechanic as far as that kind of thing goes. But um, it's the Wii detector, the Wii U lie detector. Or I feel like we're going in a different direction with that name, but okay. 
I'm just like, how could a Wii be a lie detector? And what are you going to do with the Wii lie detector that you like have? Like a Wario game or something like that. You know, I don't, I don't know, just something like. Yeah, whatever. I'm glad um, it didn't. Would have broken up marriages. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So Nintendo, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, so they make money and then they decide to do some crazy stuff. So Nintendo. I mean, what what are you gonna say? Hey, they can do whatever the heck they want because they're Nintendo. That's true. And Smash Brothers. Yeah. Are you are you gonna are you gonna be playing Smash Brothers? I already have Smash Brothers on the uh the the, the, the Wii U version. The, oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> what I have one. Don't you think I need both? <laughs> are you are you uh, gonna be purchasing any amiibos? No. No, not not. Nah, that. I don't do the little figurine stuff. I have enough collection stuff that I got going on. If I get more stuff, it's just fodder for my puppy to chew, and that's just not not a good thing. I uh, I can relate to that. So yeah. I definitely understood. So you uh, you uh, you go on Nintendo, you crazy diamond. I think is I keep that hoping that they come up with more and more weird weird health related stuff. I want them to come up with like the first CT scanner that you can connect to your Wii U, just so I could check my brain for tumors if I need to while playing a video game. Uh, that sounds keep like a... me keep me alive forever, <laughs> Nintendo. This is your job. Yeah, if they invented selfies, they can surely invent immortality. I mean, it's, come on. Yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um. Yeah, it sounds like it would be expensive, though. I don't care. It's Nintendo. All right. Okay, no, yeah. As long as it's got a freaking Mario head on the side oh, of it. Oh, you'll see fanboys coming up and lining up for the <laughs> yes, Nintendo yes. CT scanner. You know what? Actually, yes, I believe you completely. Um, so, yeah. Finally, coming to number one, and this is a, uh, this is a, a story that's very important and near and dear to my heart. Um, as I've talked about in the past, um, the... Excellent, excellent retro games, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, um, have, uh, have long been uh, not readily been available for purchase. Um, there were kind of, you know, there were ways that you could get the game, but, you know, they were designed for hardware that was made like 20 years ago. And so you had to take like goofy steps to get them to play right and not be like super fast or, uh, you know, do stuff like that. But, um, but they are now finally available for real purchase without having to do anything for the low, low price of $10 each. And um, if, if you have not played these games and if you can tolerate, you know, graphics that look like they were games made, you know, what? So it would actually be like uh, about 15-ish years ago, uh, give or take, something like that. Um, if, 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 you, uh, if you can get past that, very, in my opinion, small hurdle. These are excellent, excellent games. And if you have to choose only one, I personally choose TIE Fighter. Did you uh, did you enjoy either of these games in the past? I didn't play either of them. No, to be honest, no. And I've I've always been a big Star Wars fan. I played a ton of different Star Wars games, but I have not played these ones at all. So, um, have I convinced you to check them out at least with my little spiel right there? No, you need to go into it further. In my opinion. All right. Let, <laughs> let me. Uh... More specifically, what's the actual gameplay here? Because I I know nothing of these games, okay, which is surprising are, for me. They are they are the. Uh, in mine and several others' opinions, the best flight sim games ever made. Okay. Um, so uh, X-Wing came out first, and as you can imagine, you're a Rebel Alliance pilot, and you're being sent out on missions. A couple of them, you know, major set pieces from the main movies. Um, you know, just, of course, the original trilogy at the time. This is way before anybody uttered Jar Jar Binks. Um, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, TIE Fighter came out later, and... Um, basically went very much against the grain and was having you play as one of the quote unquote bad guys. Of course, the thing about bad guys is that they all, that they think that they're the good guys. And so you are a, um, 
you know, you are a pilot in the um, in the Empire, and you start out as just uh, you know be going out on you know missions. You, you you can kind of imagine how the game would progress with like you start out like just doing like uh, you know recon missions and things like that, and then you discover things, and then there's plot and things like that. Um, so it's all flight based, so straight flight sim. Okay. Oh yeah, there's all no. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's flight sim and menus. I mean, that's it. All but right. um, you know, one of the one of the things that these games did the best was energy management. Because you know when you're in the middle of like a firestorm, you can you can change how where your shields are, whether they're like full front or full back, and you can divert power from like your blasters and your engines to your shields, and from like your shields to like your blasters and engines. Like so, you can really, you know, it's um it's not like super technical, like it's not like Gran Turismo level simulation here, but um you know just uh you know the way that the way that they balanced the mechanics out and made it so that you know. You really had to think about okay, you know, I'm going headlong into battle. I'm going to put all my shields like full forward, you know, because I'm like charging like a, you know, a, you know, a rebel cruiser or something like that. And then as soon as I get close enough where I'm in range, I'm going to take some of that power away and divert it to like my weapons so I can, you know, get a good barrage off on them. And then as I'm running away, I'm going to take all that away and put into my engines and my rear shields and get the hell out of there. I mean, so it's like you know, there's a lot of thought that you had to put into this to be able to play it effectively. Hmm. Um, so well, now you've caught my interest. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, the other thing that, uh, that TIE Fighter did especially well is that, you know, they kind of added some subplot with um, you, uh, you know, if you did well enough, you could basically catch the attention of the Emperor and become like one of his like personal, I forget what you call it, like the, em the Emperor's hand or Emperor's something like that, um, where you um, would be uh, one of, you would have these like whole like s section of like side missions where you would go out and do things specifically on his behalf. And, um, you know, you had to, uh, you know, these are things you kind of had to work for. Like you had to, um, uh, you know, as, as you did, you know, you got, it's still a game, of course, you would get scored on missions and things like that. And you had to like score well enough in your missions to be able to unlock these, um, you know, these, uh, these emperor, emperor missions. Hmm. And, um, you know, they had the whole thing, like the, the ward metal system. So like, as you did, you know, if you like, they had um, like, um, primary mission goals and then uh, secondary mission goals so like if you completed like all the secondary mission goals in certain levels i think you got like medals for doing stuff like that and so then you had like a trophy case or like a medal case where you could see like all of your accomplishments and of course being the completionist that i am i needed to get all those stupid medals and so you know that uh, that brought in a lot of replayability just to complete that whole stuff and everything but um yeah. but yeah i very much love the game and if um you know i've i've played a lot of flight sims you know i'll you know i you know i played uh like wing commander and um uh, Project Silphied is the one that I think came out on the 360. Um, that was okay. I mean, it was the only, in my opinion, it's the only flight sim worth talking about on the 360. It was okay. Um, and then I checked out um, uh, Strike Suit Zero, which is um, on the Xbox One. I talked about that in the last episode. It's decent. It's definitely the best one that I played in a while, especially for being given away as like the free Xbox Live Gold game of the month uh, last month or the month before that. Um, but, um, yeah, nothing for me has come anywhere near close to how, just how well TIE Fighter was done on pretty much every level. So, um, highly recommend it if you could already tell. Yeah, no, no, I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, are you course, sure you don't hate the game? Cause that, the, the passion that you're speaking, I think it's coming from hate. <laughs> yes. I can feel it. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I hate it so much. I want everybody to play it so that they can hate it suffer too. as yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> Um, to be very clear, it is, of course, PC only. Um, sad, I, I mean, like, I'm not even going to say sadly, because, I mean, you... It, if your PC can't run it, you have a problem. Well, well, 
yes, but also more to the point, the, 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 there is no way you could possibly play this, have a good control scheme for this game with a, with a controller. This is definitely a, um, if you have a flight stick, great. Otherwise, I, I played it on mouse and keyboard and I was fine. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, um, 10 bucks a piece um, and you can get them. I missed that one particular small detail. On the um, internet. Um, Somewhere yes, on the that, internet. That is very true. Um, Another 100% accurate statement brought to you by Bizarro Mike. Um, oh, hey, I was right initially. It came out in July of 94, so 20 years old. Yeah, look at that. Jeez. Um, Secret Order. Emperor's Secret Order. Thank you for that. Um, again, Kotaku, who is my news source for the day. Um, I'm missing where you can get it. It's probably on Good Old Games or... Um, uh, yeah, Good Old Games. Yeah, you can get it uh, for 10 bucks each on, uh, on Good Old Games. So... You should, um, if anybody has a PC and is moderately re- interested in anything I've just said, it is definitely worth your ten dollars. So yeah. That's uh, that's the best news stories we managed to get out of the last week. Um, the story, or rather the um, the feature that we had planned for today centered around um a topic that i am not able to contribute to at all <laughs> um with uh, having to do with like let's plays and um and uh and other online uh like youtube game players and things like that and um i personally have never partaken in uh, in, in watching uh, any of those and so um i also didn't get a chance to uh, cover with um with uh viking jesus mike about uh whether or not he wanted to cover that for next week so i'm just going to assume that he does um, since, uh, it was his idea and I think it was, uh, somewhat, I know he was interested in it and, um, I don't know if our planned original guest host cat will be able to join us next week. Um, hopefully she will so that uh, we can proceed with that whole thing as planned. Um, so at or this I could f- always be invited back next week cause I do have a little bit of knowledge with it. <laughs> well, I, I will definitely make sure that that is, <laughs> I'll make sure that that is known. Uh, although I, I feel like, you know, th- this is now twice where you've uh, been able to come and stand in for Viking Mike. Um, and I, I, I want to say that I hope the two of you get to meet at some point, but I also don't want to cause a black hole in the space-time continuum, which I feel like it might The happen. two of us, the beards so. would connect, and then <laughs> time would rip apart. <laughs> so, um, um, I, I guess I'll just leave it as I hope that you two meet, and that doesn't happen. So <laughs> No promises. I'll just leave it there. Um, but yeah, so... Um, and then also all of the mailbag um, and general email responses we had were either centered around that particular topic or cat, <laughs> because there's a lot of cat questions from Songbird, Songbird I noticed, which, of course, there are. I don't know why I didn't expect that. Um, and, of course, before we go, I've got a, a voicemail here from Goat, who is uh, out on the road, as, uh, as we know. But um, he has uh, called in and left us a little message. So let's see what he had to say. Hey, fellas, it's Goat on the Goat Remote again. Uh, enjoying a day off in the lovely Los Angeles before we head north to the cold and hell. Um, Not much happening on my end. Same day in and day out stuff. Not much to report. Uh, Getting better in NHL 15. That's that's positive, I think. Um, Other than that, I'm pretty late this week. I apologize. Talk to you boys later. Well, at least we got to hear from him. So uh, good, uh, good to know he's doing well. Um, goat, as uh, as we always say, um, safe travels, happy touring, and um, get home uh, safe and you know without any warrants. So, <laughs> so, um, so uh, that with that, we're actually going to just go ahead and wrap up this uh, this week's episode. Um, just uh, bringing you the news stories, and um, you know, basically figure, well, we might as well do something as the as opposed to not having anything. So, um, 
Uh, Mike, uh, is there anything that uh, you'd like to plug at all? I, I believe last time you here you mentioned your Twitch channel. Yeah, I could do my Twitch channel again, uh, KeithMo1987, uh, twitch.tv slash KeithMo1987. Do you, uh, do, um, do, you, uh, do you tweet? I, I've got the Twitter, um, but I don't really use it. Um, okay. So there's there's the thing. It's out there. Um, if you really want to know, <laughs> the, the, the Facebooks is probably better to find me on. Oh, okay. Um, do, you, do you know off the top of your head what your Facebook URL is? Is it the same, probably? Probably the same. 95% sure it's the same. Okay, fair enough. For my, uh, for my beer of the week, I'm going to pick something that... Um, I just it's it's one of those things where like sometimes in the in the beer community you find things that are just so what um and um so over the, over the weekend I um got to attend the uh beer and spirits uh beer festival up in um Lake Geneva Wisconsin or I guess it's Geneva Lake or whatever yeah anyways, you know what I'm talking about um and um the um uh Three Sheep Brewery was there and they mm. have a um a series of beer called Nimble Lips Noble Tongue which is like uh, a series of um, of uh, small batch rare release beers that they do, that are like very crazy experiment uh, experimental um, recipes. And this one is an IPA med- made with squid ink, and it um, is exactly, yeah. And um, you know, uh, Bizarro Mike here is a beer drinker like myself, and he is giving me the look that I'm pretty sure I gave the guy that was serving the beer when he offered it to me. <laughs> And um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to pull this up. And I'm just gonna have to read um, their description the, of it. Hopefully, it's the ink out. of a squid, like um, the water dwelling animal squid. Like there's not another squid that I'm unfamiliar with. No, it is exactly what you think it is. Um, and um, you know, it's uh, I mean, it was definitely an IPA, but then it just had this. I don't even. It was like if you can imagine licorice without being sweet. While being a little musky is the best way I can think of to describe it. It was so weird, um, and I'll and um, I'll probably never get to have that again. And I think I'm okay with that. Um, but so, um, so take a cigar pipe, fill it with black <laughs> licorice, ignite it somehow, smoke that, and then turn that smoke into a drink. And I think that's what you're described. I'm not a really a cigar smoker, so I can't really relate to that. But um, okay, yeah, I, I, I feel I, like my description was spot on. <laughs> I, I could definitely see that being accurate. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, nimble lips, noble tongue, volume three, IPA with squid ink from uh, from Three Sheeps Brewery. Good job, guys, on really just surprising the hell out of me with that one. Um, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and throw in my favorite beer, because why not? Please. We're going to talk about beer. I'll talk about beer. My absolute favorite beer, I don't know if you've had it, it's Labyrinth. It's uh, by Crooked Line. I Oh, yes, the bottle, it has, it's, uh, yeah, it has. It like, actually has, like, a Labyrinth little design some, on it. some green on it, no, I think it's, it's part of, It's white like, and black okay. design label. Okay, I'm thinking, I must be thinking of something else, but. Uh, it's got a yeah. little guy in it that almost looks like he could be out of Fallout, but not quite. Yes. Yes, I know I've seen the bottle and why I thought I had green. But yes, um, what, what kind of beer is it? Do you remember? It's a black IPA. Okay. So it's kind of along the lines of what you were just talking about, sure. but it doesn't sound as squid-filled. <laughs> no, I, I imagine that it's not. Yeah, it's, um, like a, it's like a woody black licorice flavor to it. Okay. You definitely get the black licorice on a back end, but it's subtle. So if you're not a big fan of black licorice, which I am not, I hate this stuff, but I love this beer. I don't understand it. It's some sort of voodoo magic in it, and I think it's delicious. I completely know what you mean by that. I also did not consider myself a black licorice fan. 
yet I love Jägermeister. So, um, yeah, completely understand. And, um, yeah, I've, I've seen that beer uh, probably a hundred times sitting in Binnie's, but I've never, I've never tried it. Um, I will have to change that. Yeah, uh, most of Crooked Line Brewery, um, everything they do, I've, I've never had a problem with them. They're one of my more top breweries. Are they local? Where are they at? No, they're uh, Utah, Okay, I think. Something like that. Okay, excellent. So, um, yeah, one beer that you probably will not get a chance to find somewhere, and one beer that you may, depending on if you're somewhere where Crooked Line distributes. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, excellent. So, cool. Anything else you want to mention that you can think of? Um, no. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'm exciting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, more exciting than I am. And um, again, thank you very much for coming out and uh, helping me put this uh, abridged episode of Gamerhead Radio together. I appreciate it. I do what I can. Well, the one thing I would like to mention is just in case any of you listeners are My Little Pony fans and are planning on attending uh, the Ponyval Cider Fest uh, convention in Milwaukee this coming weekend on November 7th through the 9th, I will be attending along with Michelle. So if you had any desire to meet either one of us and happen to be in the Milwaukee area, even if you're not planning on attending the uh, convention, um, hit me up on Facebook and... Um, and uh, yeah, it'd be cool to uh, to meet any listeners that happen to be in the area, especially if you're planning on attending the convention. And uh, for you listeners, um, if you've liked what you heard, please uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook.com/backslashGamerHeadRadio, also on uh, YouTube, on uh, on Twitter. Um, as uh, Mike said, he is uh, Keith. Uh, spell that for me. Keith Mo K E I T H M O. Okay. Pretty fanatic. Nineteen eighty seven because the regular one was taken. Okay. So I might as well throw a number on it. Fair enough. Um, I am T-E-K Charlie, and of course Viking Jesus is Viking Games Live, and GOAT is at Sir Goatsworth. You can find us on uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play with the official Gamerhead Radio app. Uh, please download it, it is free, and uh, positive reviews are always appreciated. Um, and speaking of positive reviews, um, uh, whatever medium or platform you happen to like us on, uh, we appreciate any and all uh, upvotes, likes, thumbs up, plus ones, uh, however, uh, however you want to show your appreciation for the show, we will uh, gladly uh, accept all forms. And with that, this episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by the soon-to-be-released uh, Gamerhead Radio sleep monitoring app, which basically just consists of us standing in your bedroom and watching you sleep. Yeah. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Gamerhead Radio.